Matt Leonetti, welcome to the show. Thanks Thank so much you. for being on. Thanks uh, for I've, having me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I've followed you for a, a good two years. Uh, I know you've you've worked with my good friend Jorge Sariego. You you came up in Boston not too long ago. Uh, I know you're close with Eric Simon, obviously. Um, big fan. Love everything you do. And yeah, uh, hoping to learn some more from you today and for those listening as well. Tell us a, a little bit about yourself and also how you got started on social. Yeah. So uh, my name's Matt Leonetti. I've been in the business for six years now. Um, before this, I was a touring musician and uh, I just thought, you know, it's it's getting too much. I want to do something else. I watched Million Dollar Listing for like since season one at the time. And I was like, I think I could do that. So just one day I've decided I'm going to switch and get my real estate license and never really looked back. Um, when I got into the business, I had these ideas to do like these funny videos and stuff, but everyone told me not to do it. So I was young and, you know, it hadn't really, there hadn't been a lot of it at the time. So they just said like, you know, you're already young. No one's going to take you serious. Like you're already going to have a hard time. Don't kind of hinder yourself even more. Um, by doing these funny videos. So I didn't do them. And I went three years with doing pretty much nothing. Could not get anything going. I was thinking about getting out of the business. And then I just thought like, you know, back against the wall, one last try. I was like, maybe I'll give these, these funny videos a, a try. And I started doing them and people started liking them and it grew. And now it's where it is today. So it took you three years to make the leap of faith and start posting yeah so, yeah but, so your account was that like a personal account or did you open it specifically for business or did you just convert it into from your personal to a business yeah it was just um my personal account like i've had it since 2012 um way before real estate and there's you know an argument to be made some people say they should start a if they're going to get on social start a brand new account from scratch Right. Um, because they feel like the algorithm might favor it. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but just when I started, I just already had, I had like 800 followers when I started. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go from here. And, and that's what I did. That's awesome. How did you get to meet with Eric social media? Yeah. All over the broke uh, agent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's one of the OGs of the real estate comedy scene. Um, so when I started doing these funny videos, I messaged him maybe five or six months into doing them. I just said, Hey, like do you take submissions for videos. And he wrote, of course. Um, so I sent him four videos and he seemed to like them. And then our relationship just started to grow from there. We, we kept in contact. And then as we, our friendship started to grow, we decided, you know, what, we're, we're really good together. We have pretty good chemistry. We should try and do something more. And that's where the podcast stemmed from. And, and now there's the, you know, everything broke agent media, yeah, Everything. I love I love it, man. Uh, you guys are building an empire, strong but surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the bar stool of real estate. That's that's what it's what we're trying to do. Uh, I heard that your account got hacked. How yeah? How did that go? If you want to well, give us like a yeah, quick... it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, it was just a nightmare. I so I had. I sold my condo, my wife and I, and we were moving into the house that I'm in now. Um, but this was a new build. So we were three months delayed on this. So we were living in a hotel for three months, which was already a nightmare. 
And then probably a month and a half into the, to that, I like my wife and I, like on the weekends, we just like watch Netflix. I go put my phone away. I, you know, and just like watch the movie or whatever. And then the movie was done. So I went into the room, got my phone, clicked Instagram. And it said, um, at first it just had like this loading wheel. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That's never happened. And then I clicked back in and I was signed out. And it said, your account's been uh, disabled for impersonating someone else. So I have a bunch of fake accounts that I'm trying to like take care of now. There's not as many anymore. Um, But what had happened was there were so many of the fake accounts that apparently I was talking to a bunch of people. They said that the fake accounts mass reported my real account. And then, so then they kind of took over Matt Lee and Eddie. And then I just was left with nothing. And then as soon as that happened, I got a WhatsApp message saying like, if you want your account back, you know, give me 500 bucks and I'll get it back. That's crazy. Which yeah. I'm assuming you didn't do. No, I didn't do. I didn't even <laughs> respond. Um, I just went, we had, we have some contacts at Meta um, and they, you know, we got it back the right way. Um, how, how long did it take for you two- to get it back? two weeks. Wow. And that's like high ups at meta, which is crazy. I mean, I think Instagram's starting to really put some more time into that, like Facebook, Instagram, because now since, um, whenever a fake account comes up, I do a copyright infringement yep. report. And then I also do an impersonation report and they're pretty much gone within a day now. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're, they're really cleaning it up. There's so many, you know, hackers, spammers out there. Uh, I actually got a friend request from a Tom tool today. Yeah, he's yeah. part of your team and it wasn't him. I mean, <laughs> uh, but I, I tried to like report those accounts myself. Yeah. Too, because, you know, yeah, you just, gotta, you got it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us how, how has social media helped you? I mean, if you want to share numbers, you can feel free to do that. But how has social media helped you scale your business or has it in any way? Yeah. So what I would say is it's different for me because I'm growing a, the real estate side of my business, but I'm also growing the content creation side. Like, so like the podcast and all that's monetized now. So, you know, eventually I want to kind of make the switch. I'm always going to be selling real estate because that's kind of where my content stems from, but I want to make the switch into doing like more content, less real, like less production. Um, So that's like my goal. So when I, my content's kind of geared towards that, but it's absolutely helped my business. Like the first year, the first year uh, of my content, the, I I did a Freddie Mercury video um, and that video got me, I think $95,000 worth of commission from that one Freddie Mercury video. It's like a one minute video. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like once I saw what it could actually do, um, because I think a lot of people forget is it's just, Instagram is just a big commercial. Like you don't always have to give like crazy value or statistics or anything like that. Like if you can just stay top of mind, if you're doing a good job, people know you're in real estate. You don't have to tell them every second of the day. So as long, and that's what I found, like I stayed top of mind. I was relating on people on a different level. Um, And it was really like connecting because I was making them feel something. I think we kind of forget that part. It's just like, Hey, you want to sell your house? 
but you never, like a lot of people don't try and build the relationship. And I just felt these videos, once that happened, I really kind of doubled down on it because I was like, this, you know, this is an easier way to build relationships because people feel like they can approach me. A lot of real estate agents are not approachable because people 100%. think they're going to get sold all the time. So yeah, once that happened, that was awesome. And then, yeah, now, I mean, I have a, a way better real estate business than I did before the videos. Um, and it's all either from Instagram or referral. I don't do anything else. What I love about you is that you've kind of like stayed true to your message. You know, like we hear a lot of these content creators like Brock Johnson and these, you know, social media growth experts that, hey, do this for to to like cheat the algorithm and do this to, you know, like grow to 10,000 followers in 90 days. But you know what? I think it's like, for me, this is what I've tried to realize. I've kind of like follow those many times and you kind of like go into this rabbit hole. And I think if you stay true to, you know, like yours is like educational, obviously in many ways, but funny too, right? So you've stayed true to that. If you stay within, you know, what you're trying to achieve, it doesn't matter. It could be a regular post. It's going to get shared, let's say by 10,000 people or the broke agent is going to pick it up and one reshare could, you know, like help you with, with that growth, which uh, I think a lot of real estate agents kind of fall for that trap of doing these things that are being told every day. And then they don't see any results because they're not being themselves. Yeah. And people can see, they can read through your bullshit now and they can, 100%. when you're having fun and you're enjoying the content that translates on the screen to your audience. Um, and all those growth hacks are fine, but you got to remember like a lot of followers is fine, but like, I mean, I see a lot of people in those growth hack things do giveaways. Well, as soon as the giveaway is done, people are going to unfollow you exactly. or be just completely unengaged with your content because they didn't want to follow you in the first place. They just thought they're going to win an iPad or some shit. So like, it, I don't know. I feel like you should be working on shares. You should be focusing on the audience you already have. Um, and then if that audience you tailor to the, the, uh, even if you have a thousand followers tailor to that audience, because if you can get them to start sharing your content, your shares are like referrals. Whenever a friend shares something with me, I'm way more inclined to watch the whole thing because I know my friends already seen it and they know that I'm going to like it. So if you can get your shares up on the audience that you already have, that's how you grow your audience. Stop trying to just get cold followers. No harder it is for someone to actually be scrolling and, and you to be interesting enough to actually just stop the whole time and watch your whole video, then click on your profile and then follow you. That's a lot. But if you get, you know, you tailor to your audience and your friends go, hey, you need to follow this guy. You're way more inclined to follow them. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. And correct me if I'm wrong, but what I've noticed when some of my reels have gone viral, you don't necessarily reach your target audience. So you may get some followers that may may not be that interested in, in your, you know, kind of like going back to your point, it's like, it's like a referral business, right? If someone refers you, they're going to trust you. But if they just see an ad, they may shop me around as a lender, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the ad may help, but there's no trust there yet. So I think it's kind of the same with, with the yeah. reels. 
going viral. I mean, a lot of people ask me like, how do I go viral? And a, I don't really go viral. I'm just very consistent. Like I don't like I get three, 400,000 views, you know, on some videos, which I don't think is viral. I've never had like 10 million or anything like that yet. I will eventually, but like, I I don't think, I don't think it's, um, as, as good, like people, I feel like think they're going to go viral and their entire life's going to change, which in some cases it will, if you're like, I don't know, you go viral and then you've gone Ellen DeGeneres or some shit, but like, yeah, you're not, you know, it's like most of the time and you'll hear it because we have a lot of friends and a lot of people, a part of our network that have gone viral, like Paige Steckling has like 20 million views on some videos and stuff. And, uh, doesn't really change much because like you said, it's not always, it just kind of gets caught in an algorithm and it's not always the people who want to see your content, the people you want to see your content are seeing it. So exactly. I don't know, just focus on what you want to do, be interesting, have an opinion, um, things like that. Like just have some, be relatable, you know, show things that you like your hobbies, your passions, do that in your videos. I mean, you'll relate with like-minded people. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have a process for creating content content or how, how do you come up with your, do you just like sit down for an hour, half an hour? Um, yeah. As I go through my day, um, kind of shit happens to me and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of, that could be turned into something funny. I mean, it's real estate shit happens to all of us. Right. So it's oh, yeah. like insane. So, um, yeah, as I'm going through my day, I have like an ongoing notes in my i you know, my iPhone, and I just kind of write in my notes. Um, I have like a couple other like bigger skits, like I'm doing a Halloween skit that I actually like, you know, had the idea, and then I sat down and and, and actually wrote the script and sent it to my production team, that kind of shit. But it just depends on what kind of video it is. A lot of the car rants are just spur of the moment, um, and those are my best performing ones too. Like everyone thinks you need these mics and cameras and lights and all that bullshit. You don't need any of that. You need good content, good content first. Um, like, yeah, those, those car rants. And a lot of the times it's the, it's the, uh, it's the content that you don't think is going to kind of pop off is the stuff that does pop off. Cause you're not yeah. thinking about it. And when you're not really thinking as much about it, you're not in your mind. And then you're more yourself on camera. For sure. For sure. You and Eric have a very similar uh sense of humor i'm yeah. gonna say I, I i don't know how you guys found each other like that but it, it, it just fits in perfectly you know yeah um. yeah i know it is good because he's a little more dry than i am i'm a little more yeah. animated so but yeah. the humor is kind of the same so really kind of we can play off each other pretty well yeah that recent the real one you guys were in vegas i think shaking invisible <laughs> hands you know yeah, yeah. spot on <laughs> thanks <laughs> um what's one takeaway you can give um yeah i know we've spoken a lot now but uh you you can give other industry leaders or industry professional real estate professionals about social media um i think it's listening yeah i think it's honestly and it's cliche at this point but it's like you really need to find out how and a lot of people will say this and this is why it's cliche because people will say well just be yourself But a lot of the times, as soon as a camera gets put in front of your face, you don't know how to be yourself. So um, my advice to that, because I think everyone should have some type of social presence, whether you have 100,000 followers or 
a hundred followers. I think a social presence is good because a lot of people, I mean, I know for sure when I'm looking for a service, I go on Instagram, I go on TikTok, I go on social media now, Facebook, all that shit. Um, so what I would say to like getting on video is practice, like actually practice, film something, knowing you're not going to put it out and just to see how you, you look and you say, oh, I don't really like that. Then film a different style. So maybe film the first one looking right at the camera. Okay. I don't like how I was. Maybe film the next one kind of Glenda Baker style where the audience is like fly on the wall and you're look like you're talking to someone. Oh, I like that a bit more. And the next day, film it again, knowing you're going to share it with friends and family and then share it with them and be like, Hey, you know, what do you think of this? Is this, those, those people will be honest with you. Be like, is this good enough to put out? And then you put it out and then it becomes a trial and error process. You know, very rarely are you going to put out your first video and go and just hit and be exactly who you want to be on video. You get to a point where you're comfortable putting out your content, put the content out and then trial and error process. The, the problem with the trial and error process is people stop at the error. They'll have one good video. The next week they'll post another video and it doesn't do well. And then people will just stop altogether. But that video that doesn't do well is the best thing that can happen because then that's how you start tailoring things to your audience. So, yep. you know, and then you, you kind of match the videos. Okay. This first one did great. The second one didn't. What did I do in the first one that I didn't do in the second one? And then the third one gets a little better because now you're doing more of what your audience wants to see. You start tailoring it. You niche down on something, um, niche down on something. I say this a lot. You need to have some type of niche to start. I feel like if you're too broad, you're going to get kind of washed out, niche down on something. And then you can start, um, branching out once you build the trust in your audience. So I've done humor. I have, you know, an audience who loves, the funny videos. But now that I've built that trust in the funny videos, they're going to come back and see me maybe do something a little more serious, like my podcast or, you know, things like that. Then you can start sprinkling other parts of your personality into your content. For sure. That's my advice is long, long winded answer. No, no, that's, that's great. Um, what's your take on agents that only post pictures of just listed under agreement disclosed uh <laughs> is it better than nothing or um, should they I even guess. bother posting it what's it's your take? fine i get like five years ago or whatever that was fine um i just think you can still send the same message and just be more creative like you can still have that's that same page aesthetic um because i know that's what people want they want someone to come to their instagram page and see just sold just signed, just closed under like, open house. Like just to make it look like they're busy. You can still do that, but make it a little more interesting. Like just sold. Why don't you, after you sell it, take a video of you in the house, walking through the house, be like, you know, I met this family. They were great. You know, they really wanted a realtor who could market their property. Well, we ended up selling it in six days over ask, tell a story and then make your thumbnail the just sold picture. So when people come to your page, aesthetically, it looks the same, but then they actually have something to click on and actually and it's watch. a video because, and it's a video and it's you and it's personalized and people are, see your face and, and hear your voice. That's how you connect with people. I'm not calling anyone who I don't, I can't physically see on their page. I don't know what the hell I'm going to get into. I mean, you know, just sold 
I honestly, people who still do that, just the picture, I flipped through it so fast that I wouldn't even know who what did was it. sold. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who did it. Unless you're literally selling like Michael Jordan says. Like yeah. That's the only way that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of creating cool videos with captions, obviously lighting, I think you're still one of the people, one of the influencers that still post like raw footage in the car, not much editing, and they still work, obviously, because they're good. The content is there. The creation is there. Um, what would you say to other real estate agents? Because I feel like we also get caught up into, oh, I want to look great. I want to sound great. Uh, have yep. all those fancy captions. You sign up for an app and then you never end up using it for the captions. Yeah. No, I, I was the exact same way. I used to door knock. And I was like, oh, I can't door knock until I get a haircut because they're not, you know, <laughs> the shit like that is the weirdest stuff. And it just comes down to you can't. And this is another cliche. People, there's so many of these social media gurus now that like they say things and they don't get into, they don't explain it and they end up making it worse. So yep. it's the things like, um, oh, don't care what people think. Don't, you don't have to care, you know. Who cares what people think? Don't give a fuck about what people think. Okay. But like, we all care. Like for you to not care at all, I don't believe you if you don't care like what people think at all. Okay. Yep. But if you are creating content that you're super passionate about, like I do, I love creating my content. The opinions of others matter less because you're so sure of what you're doing. It's not that I don't give a fuck about what people think. I want people to like me. I'm not trying to be like, you know, anything where I'm offending someone or something like that. But at the same time, I'm so passionate about what I'm doing that if someone comes up and is like, oh, I, I hate your content. I hate everything you do. Well, sorry. Yeah. See ya. Like, Who cares? you know, it's, and, you know, I would love for that person to um, love my content um, and I think a lot of people who would, don't like me mis, misunderstand what I'm doing or just don't get satire comedy, which I don't have fucking time for if they don't get yeah. that. But um, I for them yeah, I mean, so it's, it's not so much about like, don't care what people think, care what people think, because the, the people are your, your clients and your audience. So care a little bit about what they think, but it, 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 it really matters less. And that goes for both. Like, you cannot get caught up in the negative things people say, and you cannot get caught up in the positive things people say, yep. because one is going to get you down and one's going to make you an asshole. So, so true. So you said that you're trying to go full social media eventually uh, yeah. with the, with your business. And are you building a team now and you're going to try to feed them your leads or what's your plan? I think Tom tool does something like that, you know? Yeah. I always go back and forth. I, I always said I didn't want a team. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. But w some conversations I've been having in the last couple of weeks, maybe, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm still kind of. Because in, you're going to get leads. You're still yeah. going to get leads from social media. So who For do they sure. go to? Yeah. Well, I'm still going to be in production. I just, you know, um, like Eric broke agent. He's completely out of production now. Of course. Um, I'm always going to be in production. 
it's just a matter of how much, you know, cause I really like, this is what I'm passionate about. Like marketing, video creation, this kind of thing. Like this is what I love to do. So if I can do that more then that's what I want to do. So I don't know, maybe yep. down the road, get a small team or something, but we'll see. Yeah. So you have the podcast over ask podcast, uh, part of the broke agent media, shout out to the broke agent, broke agent media over ask podcast and yeah. all the other ones that are there. <laughs> um, has that helped in any way with your business or is that just part of your personal, uh, bu building your personal brand? Yeah, that, that's been, I mean, it's been huge for the personal brand. It's the first time we kind of got off the Instagram platform. Before that, everything we had built had pretty much been on Instagram. This is a whole different thing um, that we really wanted to do. So now this is much more than Instagram. I mean, it's it's kind of all over the place. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and people kind of, you've I've built more of a name for myself just from the content side um, without people even seeing my content. It's more of like a presence that I've built. Um, but also it's helped for business because of the guests we get, we've, we've been able to, um, get a lot of like big name guests. You can leverage that in, in many different ways. So like, um, early on in the show, we got Maya Vander from selling Sunset, and I just posted a story and literally that story led to a $1.3 million sale. Like damn that I just wow. closed. <clears throat> so um and it was just like oh my god you know maya vander and i was like yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> like me, it kind of like me saying i had gary v on the podcast so that's uh, a big one that's how you leverage everything and that's um that's that's big because if people don't know you and you say oh i've had gary v on we're like okay well there's credibility there and that's what sure. we did with over ask i mean our first two guests was jordan cohen who's the number one Remax agent in the world. And then our second guest was Ryan Serhan. And after you get those two, I mean, you tell people you've had them, who's going to say no. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, <laughs> how many listens have you had on the over ask? If hundreds of thousands at this point. Um, how many? I don't know. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds like of thousands? Down wow. Yeah. Downloads. Congrats. Um, thank you. We're just trying to build the YouTube now. Um, because the YouTube was kind of struggling. We're getting there. I mean, the YouTube's getting about, a thousand, two thousand views now, yep. I think. Um, but YouTube yeah, like, shorts, brother. Try yeah. the little clips. I mean, that's uh, what we're doing now. We're trying all bunch of different things. Um, so, but we get most, I don't know about your show, but like most of our viewers, our listeners are from like Spotify and uh, Apple mute, Apple podcasts. Like yeah. Mine are mostly people. Apple podcasts. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where it goes. Nice. Do you have a dedicated team that posts for you or you guys are still doing all the posting on Bam. YouTube? Bam does it all now. Okay. So yeah, once you become like a show on Bam, um, yeah, they'll, they'll take it all over. They post our Instagram, they make us our clips uh, and we have a producer now too. So um, that's amazing. Yeah. So it just makes things so much easier. So we literally go film our Cause when we started, we had nothing. We didn't like, we were, we now have like nice, um, we do like a full camera setup. We got better mics, but when we started, we just had like an Amazon mic. Um, and we, I would edit all the shit myself and then we would post it all. Now we literally go film. Our producer takes care of it. They do timestamps where we want the clips. They make the clips, they send it to us. So we literally just film. And then when it's ready to post, we post on our own social. That's so cool, man. 
um yeah i'm still doing whatever you were doing before yeah i mean ever you got that's what you got to do yeah and then to. you get it yeah i mean it is what it is i we did it for a solid year probably over a year yeah of course of course hey i'm not a real estate agent but who knows maybe i'll collaborate with eric eventually so there you go that, love that'd it be cool yeah that'd be <laughs> sick um yeah so any um finally how, how are you handling any client objections now with rates being up i'm assuming it's the same situation in in canada as well yeah it's the same everywhere i, I think um there's just yeah a lot of conversations kind of to be had right now a lot of people are saying that stupid saying um <laughs> i think i know date, which date the rate date marry, the rate marry the house date marry. the rate or whatever the hell <laughs> i think that's a dumbass thing to do especially because like why would if you're dating or if you get a rate that's too high and you literally can't afford it you're like well in yeah two years and the rates go down well you're gonna be fucking house poor and probably gonna be you know you'll probably get um like you'll you won't be able to afford it and you'll have to sell or just get foreclosed or some shit exactly so i think that's dumb um but i think it's just like i don't know i've always been so like I have a non-pressure approach. So like you have to really figure out what their goal is. I, if sometimes it's not for them to sell right now, maybe it's not the best time for someone to sell, yep. you know, maybe it's not the best time for someone to buy. So it's, it's different on every, everyone is going to be completely different. You just have to like get down to the foundation of like, why are you doing this? What is your end goal? And then make the correct decision. Don't make the decision that's going to make you money because the correct decision for them is going to, in the long run, make you way more money because that's how you start getting your referrals and shit. So I really just try and get to the root of, of whatever the problem is. And then I try and find a solution. So like, yeah, I'm just having different conversations with everyone depending on, and I've told a lot of people, maybe you should wait right now. Yeah. You know? um, and I've told a lot of people, okay, I think maybe this is the time for you to go it just depends like i don't know you gotta tailor it to every individual everyone I mean, no there's no yeah there's no like one script that's gonna work on every single person like obviously there's scripts that you should be using and i think a lot of people what they do wrong with scripting is they take that and they literally just keep using it for word every word yeah word by word for every everything and everyone that's not really the way to do it you have scripts in your head to kind of uh, navigate your conversation. That's another thing the podcast has really done for me. It's been, I've been able to navigate conversations and, you know, get it into a direction where I'm never really backed into a wall like I used to be. Um, and podcasting has really done that. Um, becoming a better interviewer, I think has made me a better negotiator and just better at, at talking with clients, but yeah, not one script's going to kind of fix everything. And you, people really got to understand. And I know there's a lot of great agents out there, mm -hmm. um, but there's still a lot of dickhead agents who just see like the, the money signs. Um, but people really got to like make the right decision for the client you're trying to help. I mean, I don't know how people don't like, I couldn't sleep at night if I fucking got my client into a house and then they had to like immediate, like they couldn't make the payments or something. I'd feel exactly. awful. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people, including lenders too they don't listen right no. i mean if if you take some time just to like listen to what the other person is saying that that that's all it takes to solving their solutions so 
Yeah. Uh, I see it all the time. People want to just like sign that listing agreement and get the hell out of there. Yeah. That's all they want. That's all they want. They just see the benefit for them. And yeah, like I said, you got to, I just had like a buyer, they bought something, um, but we were looking up to 2.2 million and we were, we saw a $2 million house and they're like, we, we like it. And there's a lot of problems with it that I saw. And they're like, what do you think? Should we go on a 2 million? I was like, this is all day, a $1.8 million house. Like you guys cannot spend 2 million on it. And then they're like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, honestly, I think you can just do better in general. And we ended up waiting um, about three more weeks and we got a house for them uh, in a way better neighborhood for just under one five. So that's sick. You know, that that's the shit that kind of um, like builds your reputation. Doing the right thing. You can never go wrong with that. No, you really can't. Good for you, man. Hey, listen, I appreciate you. This has been great. I mean, I, I think real estate agents are going to find this valuable coming from Hopefully. you, especially. Hopefully. Um, I think there are so many good pieces in here. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for being on. I hope we can do this again. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch. You're, you're an awesome guy, Matt. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks brother. Take it easy. Take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means so much to me. And one way for you to support me is by following this podcast and liking this episode and also by leaving a review. In addition, don't forget to check out my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at sidrit.veseli for more daily content. If there's anything I can help you with, message me directly on any of my platforms. Thank you and talk to you soon.